0: Paralegals are highly essential, from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online, approved by the American Bar Association, with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu paralegal.
1: Hey, what is going on everyone? Welcome to episode 11 of the search cast presented by Primo X hockey and shocked hydrate. I am your host Zach Martin. Welcome to another episode. Thank you to everyone for the last couple weeks for some really great questions. Thank you to Eric for joining me last week for the show this week. I am writing solo once again, but I have some really cool um, guests lined up hopefully here in the next couple weeks, especially with the playoffs coming so hopefully that should be a really good time for them really looking forward to having some uh, people come on for the show especially for playoff previews and hopefully you know breaking down some playoff series reviews as well depending on how the Hurricanes do in the playoffs so before we get to all that (laughs) today we are going to talk about the week that was for the Carolina Hurricanes they did play earlier this week against the New York Rangers in a really uh really intense game and one that really uh basically spoke for how the division was going to be going for the rest of the week in the the next you know few a handful of games and the hurricanes played on thursday night against the detroit red wings um so recording today on friday so by the time this drops sunday we're all going to know what happens against the colorado avalanche on saturday night so it should be interesting to see how that plays out Compared to what happened, you know, the last time these two teams faced each other, where the Hurricanes won two nothing. So I am curious to see how tomorrow night's game against Colorado goes. So, like I say, if you guys are listening it's Sunday, where we're we're all gonna know what happened uh, last night against Colorado, and then we got some uh, we got some fan questions against it. thank you to everyone who usually sends in fan questions every week. I really appreciate it. All of y'all are the best for the support and just sending them those questions. Cause it's a lot of fun interacting with everyone. So got some pretty interesting ones, you know, got some uh possible annual awards ones to look at. And uh, you know, if you're into D and D or Dungeons and Dragons, like I am, I do have a question that I'm kind of excited to answer later on and hopefully see uh how all that works out. But, before we actually jump into the meat and potatoes of the episode, I do want to talk about the original day one OG sponsor of the podcast, and that is Primo X hockey. If you're looking for any type of hockey equipment for, you know, indoors and or outdoors, or maybe both, who knows? you might like both, why not take a look at Primo X hockey? They got everything from stick tape to, you know, the end caps for your sticks. They got, you know, blade protectors for the end, of the end of the stick in case you want to take them outside for whatever reason um then you know they got you know normal pucks they even got pucks for outside too i know they got the green ones as well and uh, they even got the hockey uh, balls if you want to take those outside or like i said you also got indoor ones you got you know skate laces um tape cutters a whole bunch of different stuff they got a lot of uh more products coming in which is really quite definitely when you should definitely check them out they also got some apparel, too. So if you're into getting some hoodies, T-shirts, hats, um, I know they just dropped a new uh, hat logo not too long ago. And they are pretty sweet. I would definitely check those out. And they also got a koozie. Um, of course, everyone's been following you know, the podcast tour or on my personal Twitter. Um, you know how cool these uh, co- these koozies look. So if you're looking to get a really nice one, I would definitely recommend uh, finding out how you get one from uh, Primo X Hockey. So if you go to PrimoXHockey.com, um, Just go on there, search for what you need. And then at the bottom, when you check out, there should be a comment section. Just let them know that Zach from the search cast, sent, you know, that way they know that you guys listen to this podcast and that it, not help, it helps support them, but also it helps support me with the podcast because, you know, I want to be able to, you know, produce more content, produce more cool stuff for you guys. And who knows, maybe do some uh, giveaways later on down the road, especially, you know, going into season two of the podcast for next year. So, that should be really fun once we get into the offseason and get, you know, ramped up for next season. So, like I said, make sure to check out Primal X Hockey at primalxhockey.com. They're a really great uh, group of guys over there. And the good thing is, too, they're also based in Raleigh. They're about maybe, I want to say about 10, 15 minutes from the arena. So, basically, if you're in the triangle, these are the guys to you should support for your anything local hockey, you know, distributor for anything you need. For on and off the ice. So you can do pickup actually at the warehouse if you want to, or you can do uh free shipping as well in the United States. So make sure to check out primoxhockey.com and make sure to let them know that Zach from the Search Cast sent you because, like I said, health always helps them, but also helps me out as well. So big thanks to those guys over at Primo X Hockey for being the original OG sponsors of the show. All right, so going into the week that was for the Hurricanes real quick, back on uh, Tuesday night on the 12th, the Hurricanes played the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden, and the Hurricanes came out with a 4-2 win, and at that point that was really, really huge because you're looking at either a possible four-point spread in the points between the two teams because right, going into that night's game, there was only, it was like 102 and 100 between the two teams with Carolina leading. So it definitely was something to keep an eye on, especially when you had a lot of the guys from, you know, former Rangers who were going back to Madison Square Garden, you know, with, you know, Jasper Fost, you know, Brady Shea, um, you know, Derek Stepon and a lot of other guys. So that was a really fun and interesting game to look out just for not just storylines, but to see how possible seeding implications are going to be. Because even right now, uh, sitting on this Friday, April the 15th, it's still up in the air for the division because right now it's still pretty close. So, going into that game, that was something to really keep an eye on to see you know, are we looking at a possible tie or are we going to see a four point, you know, leap for the Hurricanes? So there was a massive, you know, implications going into the game. Carolina did end up winning 4 2 in a really close game. And, man, you really, that's one you definitely need. And it's a good thing they uh, were able to do that because it was a really, huge game for the hurricanes and win, and they did it so that was really nice to see coming out of that game so they came out you know with 104 points right at that point the rangers were at 100 so it was a nice little bit of a cushion that you had going into you know into that thursday game which was last night and uh <laughs> the one against the detroit red wings was just not it did not go well for the hurricanes i mean they were out shooting you know the red wings by a lot i think they ended up with like 46 shots on the night but for whatever reason you know alex Delkovich just stood on his head played out of his mind and you know made everyone think oh you know do the hurricanes make a mistake in getting rid of him because he was the you know caller finalist last year and they you know people thought that the hurricanes didn't believe in him well the, the red wings are basically just you know wanted to come in and prove that they can try to be a top team and in carolina i mean at this point you're kind of not really trying to overuse the guys right now especially when you got the playoffs coming up so i guess they're trying to just figure out certain lines you know get some guys some ice time try to get them ramped up for the playoffs but even then i mean you're looking at seedings are on the line you you want to go and win the division because you've been basically hurricanes outside of maybe if what a week at the most if that counted all through the regular season they've mostly been holding lead in the division so it's kind of like at this point you want to try to you know finish out with a division win because at that point then you're looking at possibly as the quote-unquote second seed of the east because right now the panthers are at sitting at 110 points i believe so you're looking at possibly playing the first wildcard team you know going into the playoffs. so right now it's like you want to hold that spot because if not then you're looking at possibly playing you know the pittsburgh penguins for the you know the 2-3 you know out of the metro it's like do you want to you know impose your will on a wild card team or do you want to try to have a lot closer matchup against you know the possible three seed of the penguins now i know with how the east is it's pretty much locked up now you're just going for seedings at that point i mean every team that's going to the playoffs is not really like i said it's not really imposing your will to it's going to be you're going to slap them around but every series is going to be close because you got boston and washington are the wild card teams which is crazy to think but you look at the rest of the east you know you got you know tampa toronto florida you know you look at pittsburgh and the rangers like it's not it's not really an easy conference to look at because everyone in the top eight are really good if you look at the rest of the conference it's really not super strong that's why you have the top eight where they're at for like weeks now we've kind of known who's going in it's just clenching and then figuring out where your seat is so that's kind of like where for Carolina is like, who do you want to play in the first round? Do you want to take, you know, on a wildcard team? And you're looking at possibly Boston, Tampa, or Toronto in the first round, be, you know, because like I said, unless they catch the Panthers, the Panthers are going to take the second wildcard and that's either it's probably going to be Boston or Washington or any of the other teams, depending on how that shakes out. So if you're Carolina, you're pretty much looking at almost any of the teams out of the Atlantic at that point And, you really want to face Tampa because Tampa is really good right now. And you don't really want to face them round one. Yeah. You kind of want to face Boston because, excuse me, just because of how the regular season went for them. So that's when you kind of want to take a look at. Um, and even then too, you're looking at possibly, you know, Toronto, that would be a great first round matchup. I've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. Toronto would be a great first round matchup just because of the storylines of oh can Toronto ever get out of the first round you know is you know is Freddie answering able to you know step up to the big plate when it comes to you know in the playoffs and stuff like I've been saying that for a while sounds so much as Freddie it's just the guys in front of him we all saw how Toronto is like they've struggled on defense a lot of times you know laying up too many chances or getting sloppy on the defensive end and then the offense you know some playoffs disappear and it's kind of like it's not really on Freddie and I don't understand like yeah, you need to stop pucks, but at the same time, it's like, what can you really do when it's kind of the team in front of you that's m- giving you the, all the issues? So, even then, they'd be a great match with Carolina-Toronto at that point, but looks, I'm guessing from how the points are somewhat shaken out right now, I know we'll look about that here in a little bit, but looking like right now, if it did end, we are probably play in the Boston Bruins and now. Yeah, the Hurricanes did go, I think it was like 16-1, and in goal differential, or even 13-1, but I think it's 16. Against the Bruins, you know, Freddie had a .33 goals against average. You know, the Hurricanes pretty much, you know, did a really good job of taking care of, you know, taking care of Boston. But at the same time, it's Boston. Both these teams hate each other. You know Boston's going to come out and try to do everything they can to knock the Hurricanes off their game. And, of course, we all saw it. You know, once they start losing, they start playing a little bit dirty, they start, you know, trying to go after guys and stuff like that. And, of course, it's pretty much almost any team if you really think about it. But you know how Boston is, especially when they're losing to Carolina because these teams hate each other. So it's kind of like you don't really want to mess with Boston. You really don't want to mess with Washington because Washington is the same way. And you almost even say Pittsburgh, too, to an extent. So it's like you would love to have Toronto, but this is not how it's shaking up right now. But, like I said, we'll get to that in a little bit when in terms of possible playoff you know, matchups in the first round uh so going into saturday um you know we all know it's going to happen you know saturday night once this podcast drops on sunday but carolina's playing colorado in colorado that is a 9 p.m eastern game and the last time these two teams faced each other you know the hurricanes won two nothing a lot of people complaining about penalties and all this other stuff but we all know like like colorado's got like a plus 200 something penalty minutes you know, average compared to Carolina. So it's not like Carolina got gifted a win. It's just, they just played a really great game and it's unfortunate. The hurricanes are the most penalized team in hockey right now, but regardless, it's still going to be an interesting, you know, game overall, just to see how that's going to work out between those two teams, especially you got the one of the the best team in the Pacific. And then you got or in the central, and then you got, you know, one of the best teams in the East in Carolina, who has a two point lead right now in the Rangers with uh, the same amount of games played. So it's just all really depends on, you know, which Carolina is going to show up. Are we going to get Carolina that's going to, you know, keep fighting for a division win, or are you looking at mostly just getting ready for the playoffs? Because as of right now, looking at the playoff picture, Carolina for the first time this year, I think, has dropped under a 700 points percentage. They are 0.693 with a plus 67 goal differential. 27, 8, and 4 at home. There are 21, 11, and 4 away. And in the last 10, they are 5, 4, and 1. So they're playing about 500 hockey right now. They sit after 75 games, they are 48, 19, and 8 with 104 points. I think the previous record for points in the season was 112. So you're looking at about maybe seven games left. So. And they're about 8 points shy of the overall I think the best points season for the hurricanes. So I mean it's still doable so what I say you're about you're about 8 out with 7 to play. If you win about maybe 4 of the next 7, you're looking at possibly tying the all-time record. Now if you, they can win 5 of the next 7, which would be really great they're looking at a team who's going to take the you know who's going to set the new record for most points in a season for a Carolina Hurricanes hockey team. And right now the Atlantic, you know, the Florida Panthers have 110 points, Toronto's at 102 and Tampa's at 98. So right now, that's with Toronto and Tampa, you know, Tampa's at 98, and Toronto's at 102. Those two teams have a game in hand on Carolina, but Florida's got a game in hand on both of those teams and on Carolina. So right now, as it sits, Florida would take the quote unquote number one spot in the east and face the wild the second wildcard team. And then Carolina would be playing the number one wildcard team, which right now sits the Boston Bruins. They are at 95. Washington's at 92. pretty much almost everyone in the Atlantic and you know with Washington all have 74 or less games the Metro with Carolina 75 75 for Carolina and New York and then 76 for Pittsburgh so as it stands right now Carolina would face Boston in the first round of the playoffs and then Florida would be playing Washington then you have Toronto Tampa and then the Rangers Penguins and that's if it all ended today so let's say let's just say for the sake of argument Last seven games, Carolina goes. you know, They're division champs, and they're taking on the number one wild card team. And right now, Boston and Tampa both have played the same amount of games at 74. But Boston is 45-24-5 and five with 95 points and a two points percentage. They are right now in their last 10-5-5. Five and, five, and then uh, Tampa is 45-21-8 with 98 points in 74 games with a .662 points percentage and they are 5-3 in and 2 and uh Boston has lost the last 3 and Tampa has won the last one uh Florida right now just talk about them for a second they are 9-1 in the last 10 and they have won the last 8 games yeah Florida is basically running away with the Atlantic right now they're just that team is scary dangerous to play right now But in terms of how the wild card's looking, right now Toronto's got a seven-point lead on Boston. And like I said, they have 74 games each, so you're looking at about eight games left. Toronto would have to have a massive collapse to drop into a wild card spot, and I don't really see that happening right now. Like right now the only closest possible swap in the wild card spot, if you're talking about the Atlantic division, is probably Tampa or Boston, because there's a three-point difference between those two teams. But Boston's been struggling. They've lost the last three. They're five and five in their last ten. Tampa won one and they're five, three, and two in their last ten. And, and they, they have a three point, you know, gap between the between the two teams and the same amount of games. So as of right now, as it possibly stands, unless Washington, you know, catches up to Boston, because they're only three points behind Boston, you're looking at Carolina either facing Tampa, Boston, or Washington for the second wild card, and that's if Carolina goes and wins the division and plays the second or the plays the number one wild card team. So <laughs> it's basically pick your poison who you really want to play. Do you want to play Tampa? Do you want to play Boston? Or do you want to play Washington at this point? You kind of want to hope for Boston because they're probably the best one out of those three. Cause Tampa is still really good. You know, that's a toss up down the line for that one. Washington. It's I don't think it's as bad. It's just, you really got to watch for, you know, how it goes between Carolina and Washington these two teams beyond hate each other and even with boston even boston does not like carolina the same thing for carolina with boston but carolina did take care of them but you know it's the playoffs anything can happen but i would probably guess in that the carolina boston series would still probably go for a long one as well it just depends on you know do you get that matchup between carolina and boston and even then it's still kind of like i don't know it's how, you know, Boston's always had Carolina's number one comes to the playoffs, So it's still be interesting to see how that works out. Now, let's just say for the sake of argument, Carolina doesn't win the division. You know, the Rangers come back, you know, take care of business. They went to the division. Carolina, unfortunately, doesn't get it. And now you're looking at a Carolina-Pittsburgh first round as the 2-3, you know, out of the Metro it wouldn't be a bad matchup between the two teams. You know, they played each other really well. I still think it'd be an entertaining series between the two teams. As it sits right now with a game in the hand, Carolina does have a seven point lead on Pittsburgh. So like, even though, like I said, there is a big gap between some of these teams. It's still the East. The top eight have been beating each other up all season and they're taking care of business against all the other lower teams as well. That's why after Washington, who's got 92, the next best is the Islanders at 77 points and the Islanders have a gaming hand on Washington, but they are so far behind at 34, 30 and nine. There's no way they're going to catch up because at this point, it's just when is, Washington, when is Boston and Washington going to claim a playoff spot at this point? Cause they're so far ahead that there's really no one else is going to catch them. So that's why right now it's just, you're looking at the top eight. Who are you? It's, it's those eight teams. The, the the Carolina Rangers, Pittsburgh, Florida, Toronto, Tampa have all clinched. They're all in the playoffs. It's just seeding at this point. So I don't really know who you want to go with. You know, like I said, you like you got the Rangers possibly trying to beat Carolina for the division. The Rangers do. Then you got possibly Pittsburgh in round one. That's going to be a good matchup regardless. It's just, do you really want to play the three? in your division when you possibly take on one of the wildcard teams, but even the wildcard teams, you're looking at Tampa and Boston and Washington. Those teams aren't, you know, mediocre to play with. It's not like you're looking at the Western Conference. You're looking at the Western Conference, you know, wildcard teams, and you're looking at possibly, you know, Nashville at 89, Dallas at 89, Vegas is 87, and Vancouver is 84, and heck, even Winnipeg is 81. So you're not really looking at like one of the Western Conference teams right now because even the West is tough, but like even still, it's like the only team that's clinched in the West is Colorado because that's how close everyone else is right now. Now in terms of the Wild Card and the Central, no way anyone's going to be catching St. Louis. St. Louis is at 98. They're nine points ahead of Nashville and Dallas, and they got to get 11 points on Vegas. But even then, that's the Central, and the Pacific team. The other two essential teams are basically trying to fight for the wildcard spots, which they both have, but they still got Vegas and Vancouver on their heels for the last spots. And even then for the Pacific, you still got Vegas only a point behind L- behind the LA Kings, and they're five again behind Edmonton. So regardless, for the Carolina, it's just, it's not set in stone yet in who they're facing. And All the teams in the East right now, they're all finishing above 90 points. It's just who do you pick? Like who, like pick your poise and who you really want to face round one, and that's kind of the scary part of it. It's like who do you really want to face at that point? Like I said, I would like to take Toronto. I, I don't know as of right now. Depending on if they, you know, if they keep playing the hockey that they are right now, keep playing that five hundred level hockey, and you know, let's say the Rangers do get ahead of them, you got Pittsburgh. They really don't have to worry about a wild card team because you got to play the three. In your division and that's pittsburgh so i don't know if i i would like to i like to see them win the division because that'd be nice to have but then who do you have who are you picking are you picking tampa are you picking boston Are you picking washington all three of those teams are good those three teams are kind of you know you got there's a lot of different storylines there's a lot of different guys to watch and like none of i don't think any of those series are going to be easy they're all probably going to go the distance depending on how Carolina plays. Now, if they play like how they did for most parts of the season, quick series, no issues. Three, four games, let's go home. You know, let's go take care of business in round two. But if you're playing Tampa, you're playing you're playing Washington or Boston, like I said, any one of those three teams, it could be a three, four-game series, or you're going the whole distance. It really just depends on how, they, how the Hurricanes play, how they show up, and if everyone's good to go, and just how the other teams want to play them. I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure, but hopefully it should be a good series regardless. I'm hoping, like I said, I would love for Tor- for it to be Toronto, but out of Tampa, Boston, and Washington, I got to go with Boston. I know they took care of them in the regular season, but even then, I think it's, it'd be nice to exercise the demons against the Bruins and you know take that first round to win and go on to the next round and see who they're facing. So that should be interesting. So before we get to the next segment of the show, uh, which probably mostly all fan questions uh, might go into a little bit more detail on a, on one extra thing probably one extra thing but if not um you know we're going to the fan questions but before we get into that let me talk to you about shocked hydrate if you're looking to take your gaming to the next level if you're looking to get that laser focus go get those dubs in Fortnite or you know call of duty or any type of hockey game. drop you know Madden, FIFA, you know, Road to the Show, NHL 22 Online or whatever it may be, you gotta get yourself some shocked hydrate. 13 calories per packet, zero grams of sugar, and they got watermelon and green apple. Really great flavors. I would highly recommend them if you want to take your gaming to that next level. Forget G-Fuel. Forget all the other ones you hear about. It's about shocked hydrate. If you go to our link tree in our in our bio, or in the show notes, you know, on, you know, on Twitter, or like I said, if you go to the show notes at the bottom, there is a link to our link tree. Click on the link for shocked hydrate head on over there. That link will help, you know, let them know that you came listen to the podcast. Her is talking about them and make sure you use the code SearchCast for 10% off your next order on shocked hydrate. Like I said, they got watermelon, they got green apple, use the link in the show notes, drop that promo code. Make sure to take your gaming to the next level with Shocked Hydrate. Like I said, Watermelon, Green Apple, you know, why not, you know, not only have dubs in your video games, but also have just dubs in what you drink, what you use to hydrate yourself when you got four or five hour sessions in the Skyrim or you're playing, you know, Kingdom Hearts or whatever is your game. Just, just take it, take some time. Take that 13 calories, zero sugar of shock hydrate, put it in your blender bottle, shake it up, drink some, and just get that focus to get the dubs or just to go and have some really great gaming sessions for five or six hours. Cause you know, you got to feel your body to feel your mind to make your games go well. So like I said, shocked hydrate.com use the link in the, in the, you know, show notes for the, and all that in the promo code. Search cast for 10% off your order. All right, guys. So we're going to move on to the second portion of the show, which basically is going to be covering a lot of the fan questions. I feel like the fan questions we got is going to take up a little bit longer time than usual just because of how in-depth some of these are going to be and how interesting these questions are going to be. So big thank you to everyone who did send in fan questions this week. And it's not surprising enough, it's always the usual two that we have. And I'm really glad that, you know, the support that these two have been having for the podcast since day one. Um so the first one it's gonna go to Bailey Curtis out of Colorado. Th- Bailey, thank you as always for saying the fa- fan questions and it was awesome finally getting to talk to you in the uh locked on Avalanche uh, Twitter space. And so really cool talking to you. Um looking forward to because I know we talked a little bit off you know off podcast on Twitter and stuff. So I'm definitely excited to get you onto the show here at some point. So Bailey, thank you so much for your support early on, and thank you for your questions, as always. So, Bailey, bring us with a the question. Can you talk a little bit about the Vesna, Norris, Hart, and Calder candidates and how you feel the Kings fit into each picture? Maybe the Lady Bing as well? So, looking at towards the NHL awards right now for some of these, um, Lady Bing, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But in terms of the heart trophy, um, as of right now, the odds-on favorite for the heart right now is Austin Matthews. Which, I mean, at this point, it kind of makes sense just to where Austin Matthews is at right now and how he's been playing. It's <sighs> right in the way he's at. It's it would seem to say that he could probably be the you know definite winner of the heart. I know Igor Shosturkin. For the Rangers, is also in the top three for possibly doing that because the fact of how he's been playing as a goalie, you don't really see a lot of goalies right now getting the heart. So I'd say probably if there's any goalie that has a legitimate shot to winning the heart, it'd probably be uh, Igor, just because of how well he's been playing for the Rangers. I mean, yeah, you could see Freddie Anderson, but I mean, for the, how the Hurricanes are set up compared to the Rangers. You kind of see why Igor Shesterkin's probably got a better shot to win the heart uh, for any of the goalies, just because of the fact that you know wins wise and just his play for the Rangers has definitely given him more of an impact for that roster. That's kind of about the same. I wouldn't say a whole lot different. Now they did have some additions, but if you look at the overall rosters, I'd say Carolina's more of a stacked team overall roundly than you would say probably for the rangers so that's why Igor has probably got a better shot for the heart for the goalies and then of course you got Connor mcdavid alexander ovechkin and jonathan huberdo has been playing really well for the panthers as well i mean really long odd shots maybe cal capri creel maybe johnny goudreau but as of right now i'd probably say austin matthews is probably going to win the heart um like I said, unless they go goalie for the first time in forever, I'd probably say Igor Shostakov probably going to be that guy. For the Hurricanes, I mean, this team, the the team on its own, you could have guys taking votes from each other. You could say Sebastian Ajo, Andres Svechnikov. I mean, Jacob Slavin, maybe to an extent. I mean, Tevo Taravainen, how hot he's been playing this year. I mean, he's had point streaks galore. I mean, see, I would say Sebastian Ajo is as the superstar that he is. It's just tough for him because of the fact that you've got so many other good players on this team, like even Freddie Anderson and Net. I mean, got the, the hurricanes alone could probably steal votes from like three other teammates. That's how good this Carolina hurricanes team is. And that's why overall roundly, that's why they're so good. And I think that's kind of why it's harder to pick a heart favorite out of, out of Carolina, because there's how good that team is and the fact that they aren't really like putting up numbers like Austin Matthews, where he's got like, you know, setting the all time franchise record for goals in the seasons for the Maple Leafs this year. And the seasons I haven't over yet, or you got yours or playing out of his absolute mind in New York. And then, you know, Jonathan Huberto, you know, basically carrying carrying Florida on his back for the most part. And even, you know, giant Goudreau, the way he's leading the, you know, Pacific Division leading Calgary Flames. Yeah, they're kind of close with Edmonton but even, you know, Johnny Gaudreau's been playing really well
0: Purchase necessary. Void by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at NorthernTool.com.
1: And even Kapro Kaprizov, to an extent, how he's been carrying you know Minnesota in the Central, given the fact that Colorado is basically you know running away with that division. But it's t- it's tough to see any Hurricane cracking the top ten in terms of the heart, just because of there's so many good guys in this team, and there's not like like you know Dry Seidel or McDavid and. Edmonton or Alexander Ovechkin with the Capitals where they're basically like carrying their teams with so many points, head and shoulders above everyone else where everyone in Carolina is basically kind of like neck and neck with each other. So that's why I don't really see so much of, you know, that with hurricanes where they're so rounded that they all can take votes from each other compared to teams like Toronto or teams like, you know, Edmonton, Calgary and all of that. So in terms of the Hurricanes, it would be nice to see them get to a point where you do see someone in the heart, but you got to have, you know, a 90 to 100 point season for those guys. And like basically just carrying the team and just dominating every night and stuff like that. And the, the good thing with Carolina is you don't really need to have that guy to do it. It's just unfortunately right now with how some of these teams are, that's why you're seeing guys like Goudreau and Matthews. And I mean, like I said, even Toronto's got a bunch of really good players as well. But the way Matthews has been playing this year goal scoring wise, you kind of have to talk about him. And like I said, Goudreau, you know, Calgary, it's his first hundred point season of his career. And that's why Calgary has been playing so well. Cause no one thought Calgary was going to go win the West, go into the Pacific division. That's why he's in talk for the heart. So, like I said, I would love to see a Hurricane do it, but it's just kind of tough right now where that team is at for Carolina, where they have so many good players, and you don't need guys having 90, 100 point seasons and basically like putting up 45, 50 something goals a season to do that. So, unfortunately, I don't see a Hurricane doing that for the heart. Uh, in terms of the Calder, uh, right now it's more Snyder out of Detroit, I think, kind of leading the way right now. They got Trevor Ziegris out of Anaheim, even Lucas Raymond out of Detroit kind of those two guys right now are kind of taking votes away from each other. Uh, Michael Bunting out of Toronto. And I think Michael Bunting is leading the entire rookie class in points. And then we got Anton Lundell. He's been playing really well. And then, you know, 10 uh Tanner Janot out of Nashville, those two have been playing really well. But I think out of the, out of those guys, I think right now you're kind of looking at, you know, where Raymond and Snyder were playing really well, you know, for Detroit and the fact they're kind of taking votes from each other. Uh, You could probably see Zegers just because of, (coughs) excuse me, how he's been playing this year and just the crazy goals he's been scoring, all the passes he's been having. I think for the fact of how well he's been playing in Anaheim, I definitely could see him maybe taking the caller. I would say even Michael Bunting, just the way he's been playing for Toronto, the fact that he leads all rookies in points. So if anything, I'd say it's probably either going to be down to Bunting or Zegers. Now, yeah, you could say Lucas Raymond maybe or uh, Morris Sider, but I don't know. I could, I could possibly see Trevor, you know, Trevor Zegers probably taking it. Um, or like I said, even, you know, but Michael Bunting just guys, how well he's been playing for Toronto. Um, I would like, I would love to see Seth Jarvis, how well he's been playing, but Points wise, he's out, he's not anywhere close to what those guys are doing right now, especially with those respective teams. I mean, with Detroit, I mean Snyder and Raymond, you kind of know those two were gonna be, you know, putting up a lot of points for the Red Wings. They're they're kind of like they're getting better, but they're not in the place where they're gonna be making the playoffs as of right now. And of course, those two guys were, you know, highly, you know, touted potentially and stuff like that too. So it kind of made sense why you could see those two doing something. I mean, they're not saying Seth Jarvis is bad, it's just you know, he's 20 you know, he turned twenty this season, but the you know, his points wise, like he's you know, he's got a good number of points. It's just not to where those guys are playing at right now points wise. You know, for Raymond, Sider, you know, even Trevor Ziegris at Anaheim and Michael Bunting, like I said, Michael Bunting's got over fifty something points leading the entire rookie class. So that's why it kind of makes sense for them to possibly do that. So it is what it is in terms of, you know, going to win the call, you know, going the Calder uh for the norris i mean shoo oh my word right now the just odds wise if you're into the odds and stuff Cal McCarr is at like a minus 375 i mean this guy right now is probably a slam dunk for the norris i hate to say it right now because they haven't been awarded yet i kind of wish all these awards were kind of came like with the playoffs and, and uh, factoring in as well but i mean Cal McCar is a minus 375. Victor Hemmings a plus 375. Then it's like Adam Fox, Roman Yossi, Aaron Ekblad, even Devin Tays out of the Islanders. But then you got like Charlie McAvoy is a plus 4,000. I mean, the way Cal McCar's is playing this year it is absolutely insane for the fact that you look at his, uh, he, his previous number totals that he had. He had 16 goals, 49 assists for 69 points. This year alone, he is on pace to have 22 goals, 67 assists and 89 points. I mean it could be more now. Just for how he is. I mean he He's kind of on pace for 99 points and, he, and only I think like five defensemen ever have touched 100. So I mean at this point you could possibly see, you know, Kel, you could probably see Cal Makar hit 100 points this year just how well he's been playing. He's like he's on pace for 99 I could easily see him in a hundred. That's why he's kind of like the slam dunk favor in terms of, you know, going and doing the whole thing. So I would say, yeah, there's so many good Carolina hurricanes defensemen right now, but in terms of how it looks with that, I just don't, I don't see how you take Cal McCarr off of the way he's been playing this year. He's been playing out of his mind and it shows you the Colorado just, you know, slam dunk to that pick to picking him and bring him into the league. Cause He's been playing out of his mind in terms of the hurricanes. I mean, yeah, you got some really good hurricanes players. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting for the hurricanes wise. Cause like I said, you got Jacob Slave and Brett Pesci, you know, yeah, you got TDA. And I have mixed feelings about that. I mean, points wise. Yeah, he brings points, but just the way his character is, I don't, I still don't know. I'm still, the jury's still out on him. I'm, i'm i wouldn't really care if he was on the team or not i'm kind of focused on the other guys right now and i still think even then jacob Slavin's a really good defenseman the defense is so sound that's why they're so good it's just i know in terms of you look at you know you look at the norris man it's offensive production that's just how this that's how this trophy is right now they're not talking about overall game style because if you're talking about you know, the Norris, you, yeah, you could, you could put Jacob Slavin in that because l- the least amount of penalty minutes, you know, give him the Lady Bing, just do all that, and just just how good Jacob Slavin is. Like, he rarely takes penalties. you like, yeah, he's not going to have 70, 80-point seasons, but the way, you know, Slavin plays, you know, you got to love that from him, and that's why you kind of would love to see him have more of a recognition for his play rather than just, oh, how many goals has he scored? How many points has he gotten? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. I, I I would love to see, you know, Jacob Slavin get it. Yeah. I would even say Brett Pesci to an extent. It's just right now, this, this trophy is all about points. It's all about how many goals have you scored? How many assists you've gotten? You know, are you lying up the stat sheets? That's kind of where this trophy is at right now. And it stinks. It stinks to say that, but it's just, it's, it's how it is. That's how this league is, man. It's just all about points. So it's kind of why it makes sense. Cal McCarr is going to be getting that for sure. Looking at the Vesna, uh, right now odds on favors, Eagles are starting at 550. I mean, like I said earlier, the way he's been playing, like he's in talks for the heart. If you get a goalie in the heart talk, which is very rare these days, it's kind of a slam dunk that he might be the Vesna guy. I hate to say that because you got Jacob Markstrom at 850, the way he's been playing in Calgary. Freddie Anderson's at a plus 1,200. Vasilevsky's at a 14. Heck, UC Saros is at a plus 2,000 in Nashville, and he's been playing almost all their games, and his goal's against, like, sub 2-5. Even Jay Campbell, to the extent, yeah, he's been struggling, but he's still a plus 3,300. So even then, if you're looking at just how the odds favorites are right now, if you're a goalie at a minus 550 and the next best odd-wise, to win the Vesta is 850 plus. At this point, it's kind of like it's already sent stone. They're gonna give it to Eaglesurkin. I don't know how anyone else gives it. Oh no. It'll be great if Freddie Anderson get it, but <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's tough. That's tough for Justurka the negative at minus 550. Like I said, if he's if he's got the second odds favorites to win the heart that guy's gotta be a sl- that's you're almost looking at a slam dunk for the for the vesna i mean like i said i hate to say it i would love for freddie to do it because the way freddie's with Freddie's said a resurgence this year because the fact you look at his past seasons it's been kind of just tough with toronto but it's, like, i've been saying this all along and that you guys know if everyone's listening to the podcast every week you know freddie Anderson plays out of his mind he's been playing really well this year he's got the you know most wins for a Carolina Hurricanes going in their first year and a whole bunch of other stats. His goals against average has been under 2-5 all season. Really has only had maybe a couple bad games, so it's it's tough to say that. You're looking at Freddie at a plus 1,200. But, I mean, what can you do? Like, Igor Shostakovich carrying the Rangers right now. They don't really have any other goalies in New York. That's the problem. We have, like, we have Antti Aranta. You know, he's been playing some games this year. Freddie hasn't played in almost 95% of the games like, you know, Saros has in Nashville. You're not looking at, you know, Andre Vesilevsky in Tampa because you don't even know who their backup is. Like, I had to go on a thing with a couple friends, you know, from other podcasts, you know, from Talk well Hockey or, uh, you know, from Center Ice. Those are mostly Blackhawks podcasts. You know, I was talking to, you know, those ladies over there, and they're talking about, like, we had to figure who it wasn't. It's was Brian Elliott. It's the backup in Tampa. Did you know that? Because I didn't know that. Brian Elliott's the backup in Toronto. Of course you're not gonna know that because you got Andre Vasilevsky and that's their only goalie. You look at Carolina, you have Antti Ranta backing up Freddie Anderson, and you look at you just look at the Chicago Wolves. You know, you got Koshkov down there, you got, you know, it's you know, La Fontaine. You look at the rest of the goalie situation in Chicago, the Carolina's deep on goalies. You're not looking at the Rangers and yeah, oh, we have Sterk and let's just roll them out every night. Or your, you know, UC Saros in Nashville, or even Sergei Bobrovsky in Florida, even though you got Spencer Knight. Or your Jack Campbell playing for Toronto. Andre Vasilevsky. Jacob Markstrom is the goalie in Calgary. Who else do you really have in Calgary as your goalie? That's just where you're at right now. And that's why it's kind of like I would like to say Freddie's going to win it, but. Nothing you can really do when Igor is your goalie in New York, and he's got the probably the, almost a, a minus six hundred odds favorite to win the Vets. Like I said, I would love to see you know Freddie do it, but that's tough. That's tough. I, right now, if you're if you're thinking of predictions, I would say you know Michael Bunting for the Calder. I'm going to say that Norris is going to go to Cal Morris. Vez is probably going to go to Igor Shesterkin. And if you had to pick a heart, if it had to be anyone other than Austin Matthews, it's probably going to be Yorkshire or and he's probably the first goalie and I don't know how long that has done it. So it's just, unfortunately, that's where we're kind of at right now that you would love to say, hey, Freddie Anderson's looking great. He has a chance to win the Vesna. He could do all these things, but <sighs> you have Anthony Ranta. He's good. And like I said, Freddie actually hasn't played in all the games like Igor Jasterkin has or UC Saros or you know Markstrom, Vasilevsky. Like I said, the way Igor's been playing, he's just been playing outside of his mind. He's been carrying the Rangers all season. It's that's that's that's, that's tough. In terms of any other rewards, I mean you're not really gonna have guys running away from the Norse, like you say with the Cal McCarr, or you've got, you know, any rookies on the Hurricanes are gonna go win the Calder free because we don't really have that many rookies outside Seth Jarvis. And even then, I mean, Seth Jarvis doesn't have the points that Cal McCarr said. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Not Cal McCarr, but, you know, like Snyder or, you know, Lucas Raymond or Trevor Zeker. It's nothing. There's nothing against Seth Jarvis. I love you, He's a great kid. He's a great hockey player. It's just he is in a tough rookie class with a lot of great players. Michael Bunting out of Toronto. It's just things he won't, he'll, he'll finish in the top 10, but I don't think he's going to touch top five. He might touch top five, maybe, but this is, this is a regular, regular class class. Like I said, even with the Norris, I love, I love to have Jacob Slavin win it. Can't really do that very much when, when everyone's looking at the Norris as a, how many points are you going to get us? That's where you're at there. And even the heart, Austin Matthews is, like I said, most points for, a tri- most goals for a trial Maple Leaf ever, but you can get upended by the goalie. And so you don't see a lot of goalies winning the heart. So if you see the goalie win the heart, goalie's got to win the Vesna because you can't give them one over the other because it doesn't make any sense because you're if you're a league MVP as a goalie, you've got to be the best goalie for a Vesna. That's how it's going to work. So it's like i said it's tough if you're looking at all the, if you're looking at all the awards the hurt for the hurricanes even then if it wasn't carolina that's still a tough that's still a tough that's still a tough luck so it is what it is you know but bailey thank you so much for your question as always i'm excited to get you um yeah on the show at some point but thank you thank thank you for your question so eric the guy who had on last week's 10th episode um he asked a question which. DD slash pathfinder class do you think each hurricanes player would be now i'm a total D nerd um you know, i'm dming for a group that's going to start here next saturday after uh, next saturday so i'm looking forward to doing that
0: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
1: for anyone who doesn't know D, it's dungeons and dragons really cool game um go watch Critical roll if you need to they're a really great group to get into watching that they're really fun to uh you know watch play that and all that or just playing for yourself in general so if you're looking to do something really cool um i recommend D. so if you're talking about certain classes you know you got your barbarian you got your bard you got your cleric druids fighters monks paladins rangers rogues and then you got your sorcerers warlocks and wizards so just a you know quick general rundown of all these classes you got your barbarians fierce warriors with primitive background uh who love you know with battle rage you got your bards they are musicians who power um, echoes through music um, of creations so you got your clerics they are your uh, priestly champions who wields divine magic in service of higher powers your druids are a priest of the old faith, wielding the powers of nature and adopting animal forms. Your fighters are master of more, uh, martial combat, skilled with variety of weapons and armor. Your monks are masters of uh, martial arts, harnessing the power of body in pursuit of physical and spiritual perfection. Your paladins are holy warriors, bound with sacred oaths. Your rangers are warriors with combat threats on the edge of civilization. Your rogues are scoundrels who use stealth, and trickery to overcome obstacles and enemies. Sorcerers are your spellcasters who draw on inherent magic from gift or bloodline. Warlocks are the wielder of magic that is derived from a bargain with an extraplanar entity, and then your wizards are scholarly magic users capable of manipulating the structures of reality. So Eric wants to go through the roster right now. So we're gonna go through the main 18 man roster of the carolina hurricanes and i'm gonna try my absolute best <laughs> to figure out these classes because i've never really thought about these about the hurricanes as a D class so bear with me on this i know a lot of people either like one or the other maybe not both i like both so if you do like both don't give me a hard time but if you want to you know if you want to tweet at me about my takes about you know the certain hurricanes players and certain D classes definitely hit up my dm because I would love to hear your feedback on this. Cause I am I try my best to figure out how to go through this, and this is probably gonna be the best chance I'm gonna have to make this seem right. So talk about number one off the rip, Sebastian Aho. This one is actually kind of interesting. The fact of how Sebastian Aho is, I could see him more as a oh man. I would say probably more of a rogue. He is really skilled at, you know, using stealth and trickery to, for the fact that he can slide into slots and people forget that he's there. Cause that's how like sneaky he is. Like you're talking about guys who are quick. Now there are some guys like Martin Nietzsche's I'll talk about a little later on that do have some quickness to them, but I'm still thinking if you're looking for guys who sneak into the, into certain spots and they get left wide open, Sebastian Aho is that rogue because he can find a way, especially against Boston. No one was looking at him when I think it was taking of a terror vine Someone did, Someone threw a pass cross crease and Sebastian Aho was on the opposite side, wide open, passed right to him, and he just buried it in the net. No one knew he was there. And I think a rogue would be a perfect fit for Sebastian Aho just because of how sneaky he is to get into certain spots that people won't realize that he's there. Uh, max Domi, I guess I've watched him a little bit, not so much with the hurricanes. It was with other teams. I would definitely say he's more of a, Oh man. I would say he's probably more of the type of, I wouldn't say fighter. I would say, I would say more of a barbarian just for the fact that he goes in there with reckless abandon sometimes. And like, will stick, won't like take any crap from anyone. So I kind of see him going, going in there and maybe having his way of, you know, fighting in a certain sense of, because we do have fighters on the team, but I definitely think that you're looking at possibly, you know, him going as a fierce warrior, you know, with battle rage going after certainly, you know, making sure, you know, he's not taking crap for anyone. So I do see maybe Max Domi as a barbarian in that sense. Jesper Foss, now I was talking about guys being sneaky quick on speed. I would definitely say probably a ranger uh, because of the fact that you know, you're looking at warriors who can, who are going to be fast. They can be, you know, guy, you know, players who can, you know, they're a threat on the edges of civilization, which means like he, his speed is a threat. Like you don't really want to, you know, skate flat footed or back footed against them because that's a really tough thing to uh go up against. Um Seth Jarvis, I'd probably say the same thing for Jasper Foss is about his speed. Um that's something to really take a look at. Just Barry Cock Yemi. I would say more of he would be more of a monk. You know, because he does have the physicality, but he also has that speed. Definitely you know, not afraid to throw the body when need be. So I think he's probably one of those. Steven Lorenz, I would say probably a druid just because of how you know it's just his character and his nature and stuff like that. That'd be really interesting to have. Jordan Martinuk, no, he's a bard. He's he's a bard. You know, the, with the Mr. Svetchnikov, Definitely all about music of creation. You know, you you could tell that he's one of those guys that knows how to play an instrument and has a good time. I definitely say he's one of those. Martin Nietzsche, like I said, another guy all about speed. Definitely one to look out for. Neon rider, I definitely see probably a cleric. Definitely one of those guys who is there to stick up for anyone and, you know, you know, help them out in a tough spot and stuff like that. So i say around somewhere like there. Jordan Stahl, I would probably say somewhere like a paladin. You know, he's definitely a holy warrior. You know, he's the, he's the heart and soul of the team. He's that backbone of a team that you would love, love to have. Derek Stepan. I would probably say, oh, man, I would say probably... Oh man, I th- I see probably a sorcerer just cuz he uses his smarts and he knows how to play the game right. He just he's like he's not playing up the he's not killing the statue, but he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. I think he does a really good job in terms of you know, being someone who's going to be there to, you know, use intellect and a lot of good things from there as well. 100 Svechnikov definitely got to be another guy who is like a monk. You know, not afraid to throw body, knows how to score, knows how to play a really good game. I definitely see him more as a monk. Uh, Tevo Taravainen. Oh, jeez. Um, I would say definitely, a, I would probably say a Druid as well, just because he seems to have that really, like, really, his personality is interesting to the fact that he's not really loud, but he's kind of someone who would love to hang out with animals, love to, you know, take care of them and just be a chill person. That's kind of what you see in Tevo Taravainen. This intro check, fighter. You gotta go with fighter for Vincent Trochek. He will take crap from no one. He will throw the body. He will get under your skin. But he'll do it the right way on like a Lambo that he T-boned back in Boston earlier this season. So I definitely see Vincent Trochek as a fighter. Ethan Bear, druid. I mean <coughs> excuse me. Definitely a druid. That guy just he is so chill. He is so cool. You could definitely see him just being one of those guys that, in tune with nature, in tune with spirituality. Just, just his character, his culture is just—you gotta love Ethan Bear. Um, Tony D'Angelo, fighter. I mean, or actually, I would say probably um a barbarian. Just how he goes in, you know, with reckless abandon, goes into you know wants to fight everyone, take care of business. Bray Shea, I would say he's like, almost like a rogue. He's kind of sneaky. He knows how to you know do the right things under the radar and make sure no one really is, you know, he does the things right. Definitely someone to look at for that. I say Brett Pesci and Jacob Slavin, man. Both of those guys are, I would say both of those guys alone would probably somewhere around the wizard just because they're so, they're capable of manipulating the structures of reality just for, and also for the fact on the ice. Those two guys are always. They don't get a lot of penalties, but they do produce when need be, and they do everything that is not on the score sheet but is detrimental to making your team better. So I definitely say for Pesci and Slavin, those two guys are like that. Ian Cole, I could probably see as a, I would probably see as a bard maybe, just because he seems like a chill guy, doesn't really get you know too high, you know, emotionally and stuff like that. Brandon Smith, I would say maybe. I probably see a cleric maybe just cause he seems like someone who would help anyone out in the situation. Yeah, I'd say for Brandon Smith, I think that's kind of just how he is. I'm not really too sure about him personality wise, but I definitely see Brandon Smith as more of a cleric in that sense. Uh, Freddie Anderson. I do see more of as a rogue. Um, he's a real quiet guy, you know, sneaks in the shadows, you know, not really puts himself out there too much. So I can definitely see him being the guy who's very chill, very like, you know, not isolated, but like he, you know, he kind of keeps his level-headed demeanor to him. But he does know how to, you know, be a really good hockey player goalie-wise under under the radar in a sense, but knows how to, you know, just play his game and do really well. So I think that would be Definitely one for Freddie Anderson, Anti Ranta. He's he's got to be a bard. Just how great his personality is, you know. He might be one of those guys that knows how to pick the right music, and like it would shock probably people. It's like how good his style and his range of his music is it would be really cool. So I definitely see Anti Ranta possibly playing uh, as a bard if need be, just because of how he is. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was definitely. I hope I did okay with that. I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of comments, um, in DMs, which I'm fine with. I would love to, I would love to hear everyone's feedback. If you're into D and D, or if people, you know, who kind of understand the guys' personalities a little bit more than I do, like I love these guys' personalities, but I'm not. For me, it's kind of tough to figure out how personality wise and how their let's say style of play or all that kind of looks when you compare that to like how we'd be in D and D as a hockey player. But I hope that's kind of close. Um, if I, if you agree, that's great. Let me know. If you don't agree, even better, because I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, excuse me, on who you would probably think, you know, the whichever player in their D&D class is. If you want to know what the classes are, um, look at dndbeyond.com. You can find all their classes there. Maybe you guys have a better idea of which player fits into what thing. So if you have an idea, please let me know. You know, either you can tweet out the show podcast or tweet at me personally on my personal or, you know, DM one of the accounts and let me know, hey, I think this would be a really good class for this player. And here's the reason why. If you can give me reasons why, I'll definitely tell you and I'll say it on the next show. Hey, I got some feedback. This is what people think this per- certain player on a certain class in D&D be. If that work, if you guys send me that, I would love to read them on the next show. I would love to drop it on episode 12 to be like, hey, this is what we have from the fans. Here's their thoughts. So if you have any thoughts, please let me know. I would love to hear that and just be able to share with everyone. So, Eric, thank you so much for your question. That was definitely something that I never really thought about, but that is really cool that, you know, you gave me a question that I'm not used to having, but it it kind of feeds into both of my hockey fandom and my nerdism in terms of D&D and stuff like that. So, Eric, Thank you so much for sending me that question. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, if anyone has any feedback on that, please don't hesitate to hit me up on that. Cause I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So that is does answer. That does answer fan questions. And that will basically kind of wrap up the show. Thank you so much. Everyone who sent in your fan questions or, you know, just thank you for just taking the time to, out of your day to listen to this podcast. You know, we got an, all these other great hurricanes podcasts or just hockey podcasts in general. So Thank you so much for taking the time to listen, you know, here at the search cast. So if you want to find the podcast, Twitter, it's uh, the search cast on Twitter. We have a link tray in the bio, go check that out. That's where you can find where this podcast is in all podcast platforms. That's also where you can check out our sponsors at Primo X hockey and shocked hydrate. Make sure to head on over, use all those links. Let them know that I sent you uh search cast for 10% off a shocked hydrate. And you can check out belly up sports. That's where, you know that's the network that the podcast is a part of. So if you're looking for a podcast on, let's say, baseball, football, you know, soccer, all the good stuff, Billy Up Hockey is the place to go to find all of those podcasts. And if you're even looking for women's hockey in general, like PHF or college hockey, go over and check out Talking Let's talk Whoa, Whoa Hockey at Talk Whoa Hockey Pod over on Twitter. That's the other podcast I'm a part of with my good friend. Um, Beth where we talk about you know the professional hockey Fe- the professional hockey Federation for the w- pro women's League and we're also talking about college women's hockey as well so if you want to looking for something like that make sure to check over that podcast as well or like I said belly up sports where you have almost podcasts for almost anything and we also do articles over there too so if you want to read any articles make sure to check them out if you want to reach my personal Twitter I am one true Zach that's O-N-E, true Zach um you know like i said you can dm me tweet at me anything like that hurricanes related D related life related or just anything in general i am always interested in talking to you guys about anything so just make sure to check out once you're zach like i said make sure to check out the podcast at the search cast this episode will drop um if you're listening today on sunday thank you for taking a chance to listen if you're li- listening to it any other time during the weekend thank you for taking the time to listen and hopefully the hurricanes went on saturday night against the colorado avalanche but until next week everyone i hope you guys have a great weekend and i will see you here at the search test.